Hey, what's up, guys? This is Amber Archives. We're a Keyforge podcast. I'm here with two of my buddies, Zach Kehoe. Hey, what's and up, guys? Mr. Anthony Nguyen. What's up, people? Uh, these two guys are uh, friends of mine, and we're going to talk about Keyforge and hopefully catch your attention. Uh, we're going to go around and introduce ourselves, talk about our accolades, talk about why you should, the heck you should listen to us, and uh, so on and so forth. So, Kehoe, take it off. So I've played a lot of games. I've played Magic for about 17 years now, sometimes competitively, sometimes not. Uh, Lightseekers and Spoils both qualified for Nationals for them before, but those games weren't for me, so I didn't go. And uh, our big game was Force of Will, Team 20 Stone. We were big-time aggro players for the U.S., made uh, Mono Red Grim, and were responsible for at least part of Bonsai Grim, if you guys played and know those decks. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, top aided like, the first four big events within five hours of our house. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was uh, it was pretty fun traveling the whole East Coast, uh, going to all the tournaments, staying in the shitty hotel rooms and <laughs> things of that nature. But, uh, but yeah, it was good times while well, the game was thriving. Um, I personally, I come from a magic background. Um, I love limited magic. Me and Kehoe, we, go, we, we have a lot of success with a lot of limited magic, which is, you know, basically open up fresh packs, build a deck, evaluate the cards relatively quickly, and, uh, you know, compete. So, basically, you know, we've we've went to a bunch of GPs, we've day two before, uh, we also live in an area with, like, really high competitive gameplay, um, you know, we live in the Jersey, East Coast area, so we we encounter a lot of, like, you know, pro players that are on the pro tour and like you know things of that nature so like we're always competing at a high level um even just on a regular you know wednesday night (laughs) so so uh it it definitely it definitely uh adds to adds to our our knowledge of you know card evaluations and i think card evaluation is very important in this game because you're opening a fresh pack and each deck is going to be different so you have to identify you know what cards do what at a relatively fast pace and, you know, what card's going to be good and what your deck's going to do. So I feel like we offer that, uh, that skill, um, and we're able to, to help you guys out in that nature. Um, but yeah, that's my accolades. Uh, Frenchie, you want to talk about yours? Yeah. Um, so I started to play card games with magic Two, early 2000. Uh, I was starting to play when I was in France, and um, it was more of an on and off hobby. And uh, I had most of my uh, success and fun when Kings of Tackers was out uh, when I was playing in Paris. Uh, it was a great card game, love limited a lot. Uh, playing sealed um, and playing draft reminds me a lot of. Um, what is key for right now? Like uh, when you just open one pack and you have a strict deck where you have to like play with it mm-hmm. and adapt with it. And uh, yeah, I moved in uh, the United States in 2015, meet uh, Kiho and Christian at uh, Top Deck Gaming, um, where I met a real lot of good players of Magic. Um, yeah, uh, I kept on playing Magic there. Got burned on playing a burn deck <laughs> uh, like two years ago, uh, uh, where I was like, yeah, uh, I I literally actually got fed up a little bit with Magic and started to play with other games. Um, 
one game that Kiho introduced me to was Star Wars Destiny, where I had a lot of fun with it. I uh, felt like the game from Fantasy Flight game was a little bit more, I would say, uh, consistent with how I enjoy games and stuff. Um, got to play with Cody Williams and Drew Warrens, which are now our um, national champions of Destiny. Oh, wow. Nice. Yes. And uh, Cody was the runner-up to the, the final. Uh, yeah. Um, got to play with really good players to bath in that competitive scene um, for a really long time where we just play game, play test, try to find what is the best. And yeah, they come up with like a really good deck for Destiny, and it was a blast. Nice. It was. A bl- You're play testing mm-hmm. with a bunch of champions, huh? Okay, I see you. Yeah. I see you. <laughs> and uh, I see. I hope that the next champion will be the guys from Wreck and Roll. Oh. Uh, oh okay. YouTube channel for Transformers DCG. So shout out to um, Joe and Brian from the cast of uh, Wreck and Roll. If you guys are interested, you can look at the YouTube, but. Today we are going to be, speak about Keyforge. Nice, nice. And you've done some casting for them, right? Is that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I've been playing with them uh, on uh, YouTube, so you can check out videos, uh, play test a bunch of stuff. Joe is actually doing good. Uh, he had um, we played at PAX uh, recently, like a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. and um, he went five zero for the first. Uh, no, actually, it was the third one. Uh, event of Transformers TCG, and uh, yeah, I, I I would say we are doing pretty cool, good. Cool, cool. Yeah, so you, you've had some experience casting as well. Cool. I know for me, this is my <laughs> first cast. Uh, this is Zach's first cast. So we uh, we're we're relatively new, but uh, we talk a lot, so we we, we know how to do that. <laughs> so so yeah, that's going for us. It's okay. Um, we're going let to me go into yeah yeah exactly. Let me go into <laughs> our goals as a cast, uh, right? So we have um, this episode. We want to keep it, you know, forty-five to an hour. We don't want to go over an hour. Um, I know for me, I listen to it at work. I listen to podcasts at work. Uh, Kiho, he listens to podcasts on the way to work. So a lot of a lot of those commute times, you know, are, are in that range. We want to keep it, you know, relatively relatively short, uh, not not too long. Uh, over an hour, so uh, we're we're keeping that in mind when we're when we're when we're doing our thing, uh, going down our, our list of things to talk about. Um, our goal as a cast, our main goal basically is to just get you better at KeyForge um, in general. Uh, the game is as, as a whole, you know, make sure we're we're going to use our knowledge to our best ability. So we're gonna we're going to get you better at card evaluating, uh, get you better at weird interactions with different cards um and we'll target that uh during our, our segment our individual segments that we have we have like two planned segments we want to talk about during each episode uh we'll do one shortly and uh we'll talk about that when it comes up but uh but yeah we're just gonna be able to you know or try to try to help you guys out and be able to help you get better at the game um and just better understand you know different things about it so yeah, that's a good plan. Yeah, for sure. All right, okay. Uh, so after that, let's go into going over the game as a whole, right? So we're going to uh, right now we're going to talk about the basic fundamentals of KeyForge for all people who don't really know what KeyForge is. 
I'm assuming that if you come to our podcast, you're going to know a little bit about it. But for the off chance that you don't, uh, Keyforge is basically a uh, fantasy flight card game uh, made by Richard Garfield, who created Magic the Gathering. I'm sure you've heard of that. Um, and basically, you get you open up a pack uh, that contains a pre-made deck already. It's a 36-card deck. Now, this deck contains uh, different cards, different houses, uh, right? It's seven different houses to choose from. Uh, so basically, it's made up of three houses, 12 cards each of each individual house. Uh, at the start of your turn, you want to draw six cards unless you go first. Uh, this first person gets seven cards. Um, basically, the objective of the game is to key forge or forge uh, three keys, uh, given the name Keyforge, uh, before your opponent forges three keys. In order to forge a key, you need six amber. Um, that's basically it. In order to get amber, uh, there's individual spells that on cast you get an amber, or um, when your creature taps, you can get an amber. Uh, you can steal amber from your opponent. There's a bunch of ways to get amber. Uh, in a nutshell, once you have six amber at the start of your turn, boom, forge key. Done. Uh, you do so that I'd like three to go over the yeah. steps yeah, yeah, yeah. and how you do it. Yeah, go ahead. So, at the beginning of the turn, if you have six amber, you forge, and then you have your key. After you forge, you can get cards from your archive, which were put away. They're removed from the game by an ability. You can either put all the cards from your archive in your hand or none of them. Mm -hmm. Then, uh, to step two, you have to choose one of the houses. There's seven houses in the game. Each turn, only one will be active. You can only play, use, or discard cards of that house this turn. Yep. Which is what step three is. You play, use, or discard cards of your active house or cards that have become active through abilities. So you can fight with creatures on the board. You can reap them, which gets you an amber by tapping them. You can play actions that do different things. And you can use artifacts, which you have on the board. They're a lot like artifacts from magic. You can use them by tapping them, and they have an effect. Mm -hmm. After you're done all of your using for the turn, you untap your cards, and then you draw back up to your hand of six. It doesn't unless there you have chains or there's an ability on the board that changes the number of cards you draw. Right. You go to six cards at the end of your turn, no matter how many were there to begin with. Right. And I know for me that was a little weird, uh, just drawing at the end of the turn. But it's pretty cool. It's it's a little different pace. But yeah, you draw at the end of the turn, uh, not at the beginning. <laughs> Same thing for ready too. Like uh, when you use your card at the end of your turn and before you draw. You read your cards and draw the cards. Yep. So let's say your opponent has some ability to tap down your card, meaning when you start your uh, turn, your card uh, that is already tapped cannot be untapped. So that's a big, um, big change thing to remember. Yeah. yeah yes. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Uh, so yeah, that's the basically the game as a whole. Uh, we didn't want to go into strategy as much as just the basics of the game. Uh, we'll talk about strategy, you know, throughout episodes um but yeah that's just pretty much everything. that's just black and white what the rules of the game are in in, in general as a whole uh yeah Justin, so let's go. i wanted to yeah, yeah go ahead, go ahead. uh i wanted to, to just ask uh, um what do you think about uh the specificity of each deck like uh i i don't remember if you say that uh each deck was only three houses too Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I did. I mentioned. I meant. I believe I mentioned that. I'm not sure. My memory is pretty bad. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it, it's three houses of the seven. Uh, twelve cards for each house, uh, and basically evenly spread out. 
And like Keo said, you have to choose one house at the beginning of your turn to uh, to play cards of that house. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, let's Oh, wait. Go. Let's come from Magic background. There's one more thing I want to mention yeah. here. 36-card deck sounds small if you're coming from Magic, especially when you're drawing more than one tar card a turn a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. But in this game, when you run out of cards, you do not lose. Yes, that's you a very You shuffle important. your discard pile, important. and it becomes your deck again. Yeah, yeah, that's a very important yeah, thing to exactly. mention. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Decking yourself in this game is a good thing. It's actually designed to use your entire deck. So, like, I know for me, like, I've played decks where, like, you know, I, I can't get my whole entire deck drawn out, and I, I tend to struggle. But, like, that's because I'm keeping cards in my hand, and I'm just doing weird things. But, like, at the end of the day... Each individual deck is, I think, meant to just filter all the way through, draw your entire deck, and just kind of restart the process. Yeah, yeah. and for my play experience, um, it's a game that is quick enough when you don't get to like go through the deck twice. It's usually when you go through the deck uh, the very first time, and then you shuffle your, archive, uh, your discard pile to your... Uh, uh, library mm -hmm. again. Uh, it's, it usually means that uh, the game is almost closed. So yeah. Yeah, the usually games... at like two keys each, <laughs> kind of like almost done. Yeah. <laughs> so usually each game is like, let's say thirty-five to forty-five minutes, uh, pushing out fifty minutes when you're like a new player. Mm -hmm. But it's it's scoring up like this uh, length of game and it's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely pretty cool. Um. Okay, let's go into the card spotlight. Uh, this is going to be our next Wait, segment. Uh, uh, what? Before that, should we go over the houses? Uh, Just yeah, what yeah, their main goal yeah, is. That's actually a good idea. Uh, before we get to our next segment, which is our card spotlight, <laughs> thank you, Kehoe, for interrupting me. I appreciate that. Uh, let's go into the seven houses of Keyforge. Uh, so let's just laundry list them down. Uh, so there's seven houses, like I said, three houses each deck. Uh, the first house goes with Untamed. Uh, second house is Brobnar. Uh, third house is Mars. Fourth house is Sanctum. Fifth house is Shadows. Then it's Dis and Logos. Um, let's kind of break those down because that just sounds like random words to me. If I'm new to the game, so Kiho, yeah, Kiho, want to uh, want to tell us what Untamed and Brobnar does? All right, so I'm gonna try and explain them more magic terms because it's easier for me to do that way, and I know a lot of people have at least tried magic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So to me, Untamed to me is kind of like green in magic. Uh, Untamed has a lot of cards that ramp you to amber quickly, like uh, Hunting Witch and Dew Fairy, get you a lot of amber quickly. Mm -hmm. And, but also they have a lot of effects that quote unquote regrow cards, like regrowth. I think it's called Nephilim Seed and uh, Witch of the Eye. All get cards back from your graveyard to your hand, and mimicry can copy them from your opponent's graveyard. Right, right. So it's mostly a lot of ramp and graveyard shenanigans for Untamed. Mm -hmm. uh, Brobnar to me, it looks like Gruul from Magic, red green. It's a lot of big stompy creatures. Uh, they have a lot of power, and they have, like fighting a lot. A lot of Brobnar's abilities have to do with fighting. But in Magic, and I think some other games, a deck like that would be aggressive. The nature of Keyforge makes that a controlling deck, because what you want to do with Brobnar is attack your opponent's board with direct damage and fighting and get their resources off the table. Right. Because every, every creature they have on the table is a potential amber for them to reap the next turn if they name that house. 
So Brobnar is a very controlling, very fighty type uh, house. Yeah, it's almost like counterintuitive, right? Like you would think if the house that wants to fight isn't as controlling as it is, but I've run into different situations where Brobnar is oppressively controlling. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, so, Frenchy, you want to do Sanctum and yeah. Mars? Sanctum and Mars. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, Tell me about those. So, Sanctum for me is the house that is the most tied to the white mana in magic. Uh, it's like a lot of knights uh, with a high power level, not as high as Brognor, but uh, they got the armor for them uh, to play with. Yeah, so, armor so annoying. Uh, <laughs> Yes, it's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, Armor blocks say, a certain amount of damage, by the way, for those who don't know. Yes. Uh, so the way the armor is working is like uh, on per turn. Uh, you get to like absorb damages with your armor. And uh, it only absorbs only one time. So like let's say your knight is having two damages through a spell and then got attacked by um, another creature. If your knight has two armor, the two armor will be depleted by the uh, direct damage spell mm -hmm. from the first stuff. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, Sanctum really good. Yeah. Uh, I remember with armor when we started, we thought that it mattered for every source of damage, and we thought armor was the most broken thing we'd ever seen. Yeah, yeah. little yes. did we know, with a little bit of reading of the rule book, you know, uh, that armor wears <laughs> off per turn. So like, if you were able to break through the armor that turn, it's no longer there for the radio that turn, but then refreshes once the turn is passed. Yeah. It's, it's still good, but it's still not a little less broken yeah. than we see. <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. On turn to another one. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's still a pretty good mechanic, and I love it. Yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, so the second house is Shadows. You talk me to talk, right? Uh, Shadows is... Uh, it's a weird house. Uh, I would say it's a little bit related to the black and red of uh, magic. So why red? Because it got a lot of um, damage type card that were actually um, trying to steal your opponent's ember. <clears throat> so it's like contrary, you know, like sometimes you use your lightning bolt to like uh, kill a creature. Uh, Shadow is will be like this. So again, uh, in Keyforge, you're trying to forge a key. Mm -hmm. So killing the creatures is not like first priority. The first priority is to maybe control your opponent's um, Ember Pool. Mm -hmm. And Shadow is like a lot of cards that is going to steal your ember, opponent's Ember. Or like uh, let them uh, not be able to like forge the key, and that's why I like that house too. Yeah. So um, I was nice, and I let you continue your sentence, but I actually told you to do Mars and Sanctum, but you did Sanctum oh, and Shadow. Sorry. But now <laughs> I have to do Mars. No, it's fine. It's okay. Yes. I, I forgive you. I forgive you. <laughs> now, uh, so Mars, Mars is um, a house that basically plays nice with other Mars creatures, but doesn't play nice with other different houses basically um it's it reminds me of like slivers and magic uh it really enjoys other mars things it's like reveal x mars cards do this you know you know so uh so yeah mars deals a lot uh with other mars creatures and just kind of doesn't play nice with other things um 
so yeah, there's a lot of creatures. There's a lot of you know bounce. There's a lot of you know stunning in Mars. Uh, but yeah, it reminds me of Slivers for sure. Um, now there's two more houses. There's Dis. Uh, Dis is basically reminds me of Black Magic. Uh, deals with a lot of like removing your opponent's creatures, uh, reviving creatures from your graveyard. It, it makes them discard random cards a lot of the time. Um, this is very oppressive. It, it can take control of their creatures. Um, it, it just kind of it it, it 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 oppresses them in that nature um, and deals a lot with their creatures. Um, Logos is the next house. Uh, Logos reminds me of Blue and Magic, right? It, it it deals a lot with information, so like drawing a bunch of cards, right? Um, and uh, going off in that nature. Uh, it does a lot of you know uh, bolt damage and you know things of that nature. Uh, but yeah, it draws a shit ton of cards. <laughs> if you want to, if you want to draw a bunch of cards and draw your whole deck like three times, then play Logos. Logos is for you. Um, That's pretty so yeah, <laughs> it's pretty accurate, I guess. Um, <laughs> yeah, let's go into our favorite house, Frenchie. Favorite house, go. My favorite house will be Untamed because. It's just so fast. Like my two favorite class of the house is Dust Pixie. Uh, it's just Ooh. like a creature with one power, but when game in play, you got already two Ember Ember to your pool. It's really cool. Yeah. I love it. That card's like very um, underrated. <laughs> yes, it's it's like it's and then if you wanna race, uh, that's the that's the house that you want to have. Yeah. Like uh, it poses a lot of issues to your opponent, and they have to probably. Pay attention right away, uh, or otherwise you're going to run with uh, run away with the game. Yep, yep. And they have the most broken action in the game: key charge, bro. Yeah, <laughs> key charge, key you charge. lose. <laughs> 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 so key charge is like uh, an action card. When you play, you lose one ember, and you can forge a key at current cost. Um, usually, your current cost will be six ember, mm -hmm. meaning that uh, let's say you're at third key you have seven ember you play key charge you lose one you forge a key directly and yeah your opponent cannot do anything and you win the game yeah, on the spot yeah it allows you to break the rules basically you just forge a key in the middle of your turn whether that be yep. for the win or you know whatever uh broken <laughs> all right zach uh you want to talk about your favorite house mine has to be logos uh, of course <laughs> i uh, i i love is it magic that red blue guild it uh logos reminds me a lot of it there's the card draw right christian was saying like you can draw a lot of cards especially with a card like library access i've uh i've gone completely off on christian a few times with that card yeah it's i had like annoying. a 10 minute turn because i threw so many pretty and annoying. then there's other cards like uh the face shift allowing you to play a card out of house and wild wormhole plays at the top of your deck mm -hmm. which is like the experimentation side from the actual going full-blown is it not just blue mm -hmm. it's just uh Random fun house that lets you draw a lot of cards, which is what I want to do in pretty much every game I play. <laughs> yeah, you're definitely <laughs> that guy. <laughs> uh, my favorite house uh, is Shadow. Uh, surprise to none, I'm sure. Shadow is the most broken house, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, so Shadow just steals a bunch of amber, you know, plays the control game, you know, a lot of elusive creatures. So, like, if you want to attack me and kill my creatures, they might be a little weak. But you gotta attack twice, you know. You gotta, you know, spend two of your creatures to kill my one. Um, but yeah, I just love Shadow. The whole, 
the whole aspect of like you know waiting it out let them get up to a bunch of amber and then just like boom bait switch get a bunch of amber back <laughs> you know um but yeah i like uh, i like stealing a bunch of their amber and stealing their resources uh for sure and playing that control game control style um so yeah that is that is my our favorite houses uh please feel free to let us know what your favorite house is um at the end of the episode we'll give you all of our contact information uh feel free to link uh you know comment or tweet us whatever your favorite house is um next we'll finally get to our card spotlight segment uh Kiho, am i allowed to uh, go into our card spotlight or do you want to talk about yeah that? i think so <laughs> okay uh yeah so our card spotlight uh is going to be our recurring segments uh before our main topic uh so basically we're just going to pick a card we're going to talk about that card, uh, the combos of that card, how to use it uh, effectively, uh, what what cards it likes to play with, what cards it doesn't like to play with, uh, a lot of the time what card it comes with um, in certain decks. Um, so I know for this episode, we're going to talk about Loot the Bodies. Loot the Bodies comes with uh, certain amounts of cards, like, you know, Coward's End and uh, Looter Goblins and War Chests, stuff like that. So it comes with those cards in certain decks. So we, we want to talk about those combos that you can try to pull off and uh, and go into that. So let's do it. Kyo, go. Loot the bodies. Go. Kyo. Oh, sorry, sorry. Um, loot the bodies. Is, <laughs> what are you uh, just dazed out, bro? Like, what? come on. <laughs> no, my, my headset disconnected for a second. Um, loot the go, bodies is a card from Brobnar. It's an action. And it says, whenever you would destroy an opponent's creature this turn, you get to gain an amber. So the more things you kill, the more amber you get. Right, right. Yeah, it's 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 very very powerful. Um, was it? What is it combo with that you like? For me, it's uh, it's coward's end. Coward's End, Coward's End yeah. is uh, another Brobnar card, so you card. get to use it in the same turn. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's pretty broken. So Coward's End says that you destroy all undamaged creatures, mm -hmm. but then you gain three chains. Beef. Chains uh, are a thing that if you have chains, next time you draw a card, you draw one less and you remove a chain until you don't have any anymore. So it's a huge restriction. They let them print cards that are extremely powerful, but with the chains on them, it makes it difficult to play them. The Coward's End is good for wiping out. I've seen it kill 10 creatures at once. And then it's just a 10 amber swing right there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's not an unusual thing to see <laughs> when you see Coward's End. Like, um, I, got, I got a game when I was like holding my Coward's Hand uh, in my hand, and I was like, waiting for my opponent to overextend mm -hmm. uh, to a point that uh, they played all the creatures in hand from each houses. Oh. And uh, I did, I paid attention to that, uh, to let him feel that he was, uh, instead of trying to attack me on my creatures, that he could have just uh, run run away with the game yeah, uh, yeah. by reaping with the creatures, and bam, go as hands. <laughs> all your creatures destroyed. And this whip, yeah, all creatures <laughs> destroyed. Uh, I got to like uh, reap my creature first, and uh, yeah, that was. Did uh, you have really loot the bodies stuff. though? No, uh, but if I had it, oh my god, that would be so <laughs> so good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Loot the bodies is definitely broken. I for me, uh, it definitely combos and plays nicely 
with Looter Goblin and War Chest. So War Chest is basically an artifact that does what Loot the Bodies says. You know, you loot one amber if uh, creatures, enemy creatures kill. Uh, Looter Goblin is also uh, Loot the Bodies on a stick. Uh, it's a creature, so it's a two-power creature with elusive. And it basically, when you reap, uh, it does what Loot the Bodies does. Uh, so yes, I know yesterday I was playing against one of my buddies, and I managed to loot the bodies, uh, activate my war chest, and activate Looter Goblin. So every creature I destroyed that turn gave me three amber. And I was just, I, I, I got too far ahead, and he was just like, oh, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, so, so yeah, this, this, this certain card can definitely get out of hand if left unchecked. Um, but yeah, I definitely enjoy looting the bodies. <laughs> uh, you guys yeah. want to add anything else? Well, I think loot the bodies is actually the strongest of the three. Mm -hmm. Because war chest, while there's not a lot of artifact removal, it can be destroyed if they happen to have it. Right. And you, when you play it, it enters exhausted, so you can't use it. Yeah. And then the same with Looter that. Goblin. Looter Goblin enters exhausted as well, and they can just kill him. I mean, Twin Bolt Emission kills Looter Goblin. He only has two power. Correct. That's my main problem yeah, with him. I actually yeah. don't like Looter Goblin a lot. Yeah. But I do like Loot the Bodies. In a perfect, yeah, bodies. In a perfect world, you know, in like the magical Christmas land that you like to live in, Zach, <laughs> um, Looter Goblin <laughs> is definitely up there. Uh, yeah, yeah, but I when agree. you draw as lucky I, as I am, you get to live in magical. Christmas. Uh, yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, but um, but yeah, I agree with you. Looter Goblin is pretty vulnerable. Um, but yeah, the spell yeah, they can't like do anything. Can't... They they can't do anything if you cast you know loot that loot the bodies as the action. You know what I mean? Like they just they're just like okay, <laughs> what's next? <laughs> Which guy am I yes. dying? <laughs> so one thing that you. We got to say too is that uh, there's not much interaction uh, when your opponent plays your turn, mm -hmm. his turn. You cannot like do anything like counter spells or, or stifle. Mm -hmm. So uh, yeah, uh, when you play the two other cards, you can see it coming. At least While not not bodies, yet. Hopefully, in future sets, they do add instant speed. As a control player, I do like <laughs> instant speed interactions. Um, but yeah, let's see if that is allowed to break the game in that well, way. The problem would be they can't have actual instant speed because you're not allowed to play things on your opponent's turn, but they could have things like uh, Hearthstone. I remember Hearthstone has uh, secrets? counter spells that are set. Yeah, the yeah, secrets. Yeah, There's yeah, a counter spell yeah, yeah. secret. Yeah, that's true, that's true. So they could they could do something like that, even if it was revealed on board, if it didn't go face down and it was just yeah, like, or like counter whatever the next action your opponent Or like an archived just, card, just flip it over. It's like, you revealed my trap card. <laughs> you know, and then yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. they have similar things already, like Scramble Storm in, uh, in Logos makes it so yeah, you can't play actions. Yeah, like a static effect. You're not effect. it, but you're stopping yeah, it. Yeah, like a static effect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Th those cards are really good, too, together. Um, yeah, I can so see yeah. that coming. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is a little bit of a taste of what our card spotlight's going to be. Uh, we kept it a little short, uh, just for time's sake. Uh, you know, first episode, we got to do a bunch of intros and stuff like that. So we'll, we'll definitely talk about it a little bit longer uh, during normal episodes. Um and like I said, this is going to be one of our recurring segments. Uh, then we'll talk about our next recurring segments. Uh, just teasing at it. Uh, it's going to be, you know, it, the, the title is Studs and Duds. Uh, take that with whatever you may. We'll explain it in future episodes for sure. Uh, just want to tease it out there for you guys. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's uh, our segments. Uh, we will definitely get into more of that 
in future episodes. Um, I think that's all I have on my end. Uh, any of you guys want to add anything uh, in terms of you know future episodes and things of that nature? I'm just going to say that I'm really excited to like podcast that with you guys. Yeah. Uh, Keyforge is a really fun game, and I can see a lot of people, new faces that I haven't seen in our local game store, coming in and just having fun with the uh, decks that they open. Yeah, um, for sure. One thing that uh, we uh, might not have mentioned is that each deck is unique. Mm -hmm. So whenever you want to play with a deck and owning the deck and getting better at it, you're going to be recognized as the person that played that deck. And I think I haven't seen much card game that uh, managed to do that thing. And yeah, I'm just hoping that uh, Keyforge is going to soar and be that card game I was waiting for. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yep. that, that unique aspect is pretty cool. Like, because once you make, once you have the deck and you play it, it is your deck. Mm -hmm. So, like, somebody else can't copy it, which, like, when I was playing Force, we made the mono red grim aggro deck and then we showed up at the next major tournament and i was playing in top eight and i was why my game was over i was watching another game and there was another guy playing my exact list i'm like that's my deck though. <laughs> <laughs> i want to play against my yeah, own deck yeah, yeah, yeah. at exactly, least you knew the ins yeah. and outs hey eh? bright side yeah oh yeah it's an advantage <laughs> but i still don't want to play against my yeah deck. i hear you i hear you um yeah i mean i i, I definitely agree with you guys i feel like uh the fact that these decks come in a you know pre-constructed if you will uh format uh, it definitely adds a different different way of playing playing the game um but yeah we're 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 excited to bring to bring forth uh new information about this game about this brand new game um i know for me my one of my goals is to cater to like the mtg crowd um, I've listened to a lot of different podcasts and they come from, and the casters come from like different backgrounds. And I mean, that's, that's great. Listen, I, I, I love, you know, different opinions, different backgrounds, but like, you know, for me as a magic player, as a core magic player, like that's my bread and butter. That's my, you know, hundred percent through and through, you know, foundation game. I, I want to see other magic players come into this game with excitement and, you know, and try out this new game because I feel like the comparison between limited magic and this game is really not not that different. You know what I mean? Like it, it's 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 through and through basically a, a limited game because you're playing with a limited deck and you know you're you're playing with you know cards that you've you know don't expect to be together in combination. You know what I mean? There's infinite combinations of cards. So yeah, I, I definitely want to cater to that that MTG crowd and hopefully invigorate you know some of the some of the the negative things that MTG players have been saying, because I know a lot of the drawback for MTG players is the fact that you can't build your deck, right? They're like, oh, you can't, you can't pre, you can't, uh, you know, build a deck from scratch. Ah, I'm not playing this game. This game's garbage. But it's, 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 it's not. That's not what it's about. It's about just picking up a new deck, seeing the new different kinds of, you know, combinations, and just rolling with it. Like you don't have to build your deck in order to get that, 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 that taste. You know, like. 
I know for, for me and Kehoe, we, we come from limited backgrounds. So, like, we, yeah, we build our decks, but, like, we're never going to know what we open in our packs. <clears throat> you know what I mean? Like, we're, yeah, we're, exactly. we're, we're seeing these new cards, like, fresh. You know what I'm saying? Like, every time, a new combination. So, like, it's definitely similar to that nature. Um, so, yeah, I definitely want to represent, you know, this, this MTG, you know, uh, opinion you know, towards, towards this new game and hopefully try to get some people to, to at least give it a shot. You know, I know for me, it took me a couple, couple games in order for me to get behind this, but like, I knew like once I played like four five, six games, I was just like, wow, this is something special for sure. Like this is a different type of game, different strategy. And, uh, I'm excited. I'm excited for it for sure. Yeah. It's limited, but it has a lot of deepness in it. Like, uh, once you start to play and understand the gig of it, like, it took me one or two games, uh, I really good ho a hookup on it. It's very good. Yeah. You're going to like the game. And one advantage also for that game, it's only 10 bucks. You only <laughs> yeah. have to pay $10, $10 yeah. to get the full I know, like, a lot of, it, of right? people, they complain <laughs> about magic. Oh, it's too expensive. Finance this, finance that. But this game, literally, you give the guy $10. Whoever the guy or girl, whoever, and you literally get a deck already. Like you have a yeah. deck. It doesn't matter if it's yeah. good. Doesn't matter if it's bad. You, you literally can sit across and play right from the get go. Yeah. So it's def that's definitely a plus. You know, uh, yes. the bar to entry so here, is very very low. So here's my deal. Um, I'm a little bit too young to remember about '93 uh -huh. uh, when uh, Magic Magic started. Ooh. But listen. When I was playing at PAX and like going around the convention, I saw people sitting on the floor, opening two packs, getting excited about uh, about their deck, and just playing that's the game awesome. right on the floor. Yeah, like this. I, and that's awesome. I heard the same thing. I wasn't at PAX, awesome. but I heard about the people doing that kind of thing, and I heard a specific story. I, I forget what podcast it was on talking about Magic, and they said. That was what it was like when Gen Con was released at Magic. When Gen Con was announced exactly. at Magic, they couldn't get product. People were playing on the floor That's in the awesome. hallways. Yeah, I heard the same thing about Key Forte Packs. Yeah, yeah, and I—I I mean, I heard like you know they sold out super fast. You know, it was really hard to get product. And I understand, you know, oh yeah, take with a grain of salt. You know, it's, the game just came out, whatever, whatever. But like, you have to appreciate those things. You know what I mean? Like, this is Richard Garfield's <laughs> next big game. You know what I mean? Like, the last game he created was Magic. So it's like it's 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 only it's only logical to think like oh my god this thing could be nuts you know so I definitely am very excited for the future of KeyForge and the tournaments and the different formats they have planned you know it's it's definitely something to get excited about for sure for sure so I'm I'm sure we could keep talking about this game and the hype but uh, I think it's about time for Sarah yeah so yeah yeah should, let's uh, get probably yeah, right, let's we get. should probably drop them our uh, Twitter <laughs> yeah. place and everything if they have questions yeah let's get this thing rolling to a close Kiho want to drop your uh, Twitter handle for all those yeah so uh, Twitter I'm a uh, M H underscore voltage mm -hmm. V O L T A G E mm -hmm. so that's uh that's my Twitter if you guys want to uh, send any questions to me or uh, the favorite house thing is probably post to our official. Yeah, one. our so official. So yeah, I'll do that. I'll do the official one is Archives Amber. So it's at Archives Amber. Uh, feel free to follow, subscribe, whatever you know nonsense you want to do. But uh, yeah, give us your favorite house at Archives Amber, and make sure you use the hashtag Keyforge in the podcast. 
Uh, Frenchie, you got a Twitter or no? No, I don't. No? <laughs> All right. <laughs> living living under a rock. Good. I love it. Exactly. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, um, yeah, we're going to be working on yeah. getting this podcast available to all platforms right now. And I, I know we're on Anchor. Um, we're looking or going to be uploading this on Spotify as well as Apple um, Music or Apple you know, iTunes. Uh, and then, um, you know, future future episodes, maybe it could be you know, on YouTube. And I know we're going to have a Facebook page that's currently in the works. So yeah, if, uh, feel free to be on the lookout and, uh, hopefully you enjoyed us. Uh, we're going to be doing this on a weekly basis. We're going to be looking to upload on Sunday nights, if not Monday morning, uh, just so that you can start the work week with this podcast to listen to. All right. Any closing remarks, gentlemen? I'm good. You want to send us out Frenchy? Good. All right. Well, thanks for listening to Thank us. Listening, and yeah. We are really excited yeah. to gathering to you. Uh, hopefully, see you next time. And yeah, yeah. it was Embark Archive. Thanks from Frenchie Kehoe, and my name's Christian. I will see you guys later.